like test it out first to make sure the audio picks up, though. No, I think uh, I think it's pretty clear that the audio is picking up. All right, cool. We're back. We're back, folks. It's been a couple months. I mean, we've had some shit going on in our lives, but we've had a lot of inner turmoil. We've been haunted by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, future. Mm-hmm. Uh, we adopted and then unadopted a child, and uh, oh, Julio. Yeah, the, he's gone. It sucks. What uh, a little piece of shit. Fuck that guy. Fuck, fuck our fuck our baby that we never had. But uh, yeah, it's I guess it's been busy. It's uh, it's cold now. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We uh, yeah. I don't know. Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> who who gives a shit about content? Uh, I think content is to make us feel content. <laughs> wow, wordplay. <laughs> Yeah, fucking absolutely. fucking Shakespeare over here. Um, um, uh, uh, classically trained Shakespearean actor. That's true. Who does Shakespeare bullshit? You know, I go like, oh, it's hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. You know, stuff like that. Do you remember? Um, you remember going to Taco Bell on like December twenty eighth, and they were still playing Little Drummer Boy, and we're both like. It's fucking December 28th. What the goddamn hell are you doing? <laughs> I like how you remember the specific day. But yeah, they were they were still playing. Of, of the Christmas songs, I think Little Drummer Boy is probably the least quality. It's terrible. It's just, it's, it's, what is it even about? It's a child who plays the drums that like gets to meet Jesus. Yeah, he meets Jesus. It's a very religious one of all of the... Of all of the but Jesus, music. but like he meets Jesus when he's still a baby. Yeah, like because I guess like he had the holy energy coming out from him, and he was, and everyone was like, "Ah, oh, definitely the Son of God." We didn't totally misinterpret this entire thing. If there's one thing children love, it's drums. Yeah, it's not like we're all children of God or something. Like the Jewish people say, no, this one specific baby is the Savior and the only God, or some shit like that. Rip Neil Peart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he died in the meantime. When was That's, the last time we did an episode? Uh, right after Halloween. So it's been since November. Okay. Uh, I don't know who else died in that period of time. But like, um, no one I personally know has died. Really? Yeah. No one I personally know has died either. Yeah. And honestly, the only really Neil Peart was the only celebrity that died in a while. No, I think other people died. I just don't remember. Like, I, I think, I'm sure, like, I'm sure people have died. I just don't know when or how, and I don't really care. One of the, we all do anyway. One of the guys from American Horror Story, I guess, died, but, like, who gives a shit? Yeah, like, we all die eventually. Like, why does it have to be news that, like, someone who, like, was doing professional entertainment is gone? Like, are we all supposed to be upset? Because he was, he was a good drummer, and he was... Yeah, but, it, like, it's... He might have been a good drummer, but you know we all we all meet our end, and he lived a very good full life, and you know he he was very rich and very famous within the music community. So you know, good on him. He 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 did well. You know, it is. I know this goes against my contrarian take that like when the old die, it's uh, 
it's sadder than when the young die, but because you're missing out on that knowledge and all of the experience of the elderly, but just something about people passing away in their 60s feels appropriate. Like, that's like, I know, like, for me, that's, I'm about to turn 30 at the end of this year, so that my 60s is another half of my life away, but I feel like if I get to my 60s and I pass away sometime then, I'm just like, you know what, fuck it. I got to do most everything I wanted at that point, I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of how my dad is. He's like, hey, I had 40 good years. Yeah, he had 40 good years and 20 and pretty shitty ones. 25 pretty fucking shitty ones. Yeah, which we he could have done more with it, but, you yeah. know, just... Let's talk, let's talk about that. Let's talk about our trip into Mexico. Yeah, let's, uh... What, I don't think we'll include all the details, but yeah, we sure. went to New Mexico for... To visit the, my parents, who yes. moved out there. And, uh, I don't know. I think, generally, I had a good time. Yeah, I, it's my first time ever going to New Mexico, or to the American Southwest. Um, How would you, uh, I don't know, I don't, what's your impression of it, as someone who's, like, never really been there? I mean, I have the... I have the opinion that most of America is essentially just about the same. Sure. Uh, you know, you go to most places and you're going to, you know, you notice, okay, for example, you know, the past few years we've noticed, uh, or at least I have noticed that, like, there's escape rooms and there's adult entertainment, like, axe throwing, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool new shit, and then you, like, go anywhere else in the country and the same shit is happening there. It's just like, oh, this is just, everything's the same. There's a round one. There's all the cool new shit, you know. It's copied and pasted everywhere anyway, just under a different branding sometimes. And most of America is essentially just a carbon copy of each other. The only differences are, like, slightly different attitudes of the people and maybe, like, the climate. And, and like, weird, different, slightly, like, regional food chains. Yeah, there's, like, re- yeah, there's Which, like, regional- was literally the only reason... Like, literally, the only thing that we had kind of a goal to do while we were out there was, like, try the kind of regional food. And, like, I lived there, but I wanted to kind of introduce Kyle to some of the food that's, you know... Yeah, so... Native to the Southwest. Well, like, my... So, like, my impression of the Southwest is, like, uh, first of all, like, if you run, that's a bad idea. The air is noticeably thinner, because Albuquerque is a mile and a half above... uh, Sea level. Take that, Denver. Fuck you. Yeah, it's even higher up than Denver somehow, and Denver's like, you know, bike central. But basically, basically Albuquerque to me seemed like uh, a Tom's River, but much larger. So, you know, for people who don't know, Tom's River is like the eighth largest uh, town in New Jersey, and it's just a big, sprawling suburb filled with big box stores and a mall and stuff like that. And Albuquerque is just a bunch of big box stores, a bunch of malls, and a bunch of houses. And there's really nothing about it that, you know, to me, in my, you know, being raised in the shadow of New York kind of brain I have, that I would understand is a city. We I al- cannot we, see it as we, a city. Well, we also did not go downtown. We drove through it, and it was a small downtown. Well, it brought me in Tom's room exactly that way. The downtown, small downtown. Oh, the downtown sucks complete dick. Yeah, there's like... There's, like, probably a few restaurants. Like, the whole point of traveling... There's, it's not even restaurants. It's just, like, the down, the only thing the downtown has is just, like, venues that bands play at. Yeah. That's it. That's that's downtown most places. That's Center it's, City, exactly. Philadelphia. That's, you know? Well, Center City rules. Center City's fine. Yeah. I, it's fine. 
It's I don't give a shit about it. It's it's okay. You know, I I don't care. But you know, most places, most travel is like, oh, what's different? The people, the food, and the climate slash, you know, weather. I guess. And that's, I guess it's that's topography. kind of included in climate. Yeah, yeah. So like, like personally for me, I just it it, it was. So fucking dusty. It was beautiful. Oh my god, it was, it's so it was dusty. Beautiful, but like I can understand within like a few days how it's, this could get boring. It, it's beautiful. It's beautiful when you're like driving downhill and you just look upon it and you're like, wow, look yeah. at this amazing just city in the middle of nowhere. But then you get in it and it's just like the most ugly fucking industrial bullshit. Also, you like you 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 never really. You, you always see the same weather station, the same mountain range. It just blends into, like, yeah. the accepted reality of the place that you're at. Like, it's beautiful when you visit, but you stay for any more than a day, and you immediately are like, this is just this is just what it is. There's yeah. nothing interesting nope. about it past that. Um, the food, though, was pretty good. The, uh, the, the food is great. Food. That's, like, the redeeming feature of the entire state I oh would say. yeah i'm the so food is great working off the weight that i gained on that trip <laughs> oh god i ate so much fucking mexican food so many burritos uh shout out to the one place that we went to that made this like amazing california style burrito that had french fries in it that i was oh. very skeptical about uh, yeah, yeah. Be the best burrito I ever had. I, I don't remember the place but if if any uh albuquerque people are listening it's the place it's in that plaza on the corner of Coors and Montano. I don't remember what it's called, but Me neither. it's on Coors and Montano. Yeah, so. it was so good. Also, I had uh, they had Whataburger out there, so I had to try it, and it was actually as good as everyone says it is. But there was this other place that is more local to New Mexico. That's Lakes, a, Lakes. That right. was the undisputed king of. The fast food burger for me. I got the green chili burger. Mm. Also, everyone there is like so fucking obsessed with green chilies, and like they're fine, but it's not like it makes a dish. Green chili, it's li- a topping. Like literally, the entire state cuisine is defined by this thing that is a topping. It is a topping. It is like it is like if you were to go to a place. It, it was like if you were to go to New York, and people are like, "Hey, you got to get the Italian oregano." <laughs> It felt it had that strong energy. It's it's like if you went to New York and everyone's like, you need to put prosciutto on literally everything. It's the <laughs> same fucking thing. Prosciutto is more of a food than green. Well, it's you know it's it's more expensive. Green chilies are cheap as shit. That's not true. Green chilies are pretty cheap. Green chilies. Well, we are we also came food. like um oh man if we had gone there during the fall when like every single grocery store has these big. Like these big roasters outside, yeah, and they're just roasting the green chilies. It smells so fucking good. Like, like, like I, I don't know. I, you kind of get why they're a big deal, right? The green chilies, yeah, like, yeah. I don't. Know. They're fine. I think Food. they're. I think they're fucking good. Personally, <sighs> they're fine. They're just a topping. Like they taste good, but. You know, the only time that I had them and I was like, this really made it was the burger because I felt like I actually got the spice right. of a hot green chili on that burger and I didn't really get it on any other dish that was like a pickled green chili. It just wasn't as, it wasn't as good for me personally. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, I for the most part had a good time going back. I'm just upset that none of my friends wanted to hang out. Yeah, it sucks that your friends hate you and only I love you. My, only I love you! Only Kyle loves me. All my old friends 
I'm I'm flipping the bird right now. Like you can suck I my didn't, fucking. I ass. didn't totally text all of Dylan's old friends and say don't hang out with us or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if I was that much of a psycho. I try. I, I did that. Kyle tested all my old friends. Like only I deserve to eat your pussy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gross. <laughs> well, yeah. So that was our New Mexico trip. Uh, airports suck. I hate them. Oh, yeah, I don't really want to get into that because I feel like it's stand-up comedian talking about how bad airports are, but oh my god, airports and airplanes do suck. They they're fucking... T- we, we don't have to get into stand-up territory, it's just they're bad. Like, who fucking likes air travel? Uh, George Clooney from Up, Up in, in the, the air. air. That's the only person... Like, okay, after going through that airport, I feel like if I were to watch that movie again, I would be like, okay, okay, so... You know that, like, Bill Burr joke from that special where he's talking about population control and cruise ships? I feel like I would want to apply that to people who legitimately love flying. Do those people exist, though? I, I, think, they, I think the people who fly first class or business class, definitely. Well, those are just, it's better experience. Those are just rich people. Yeah, rich people. Yeah, rich people have a good time flying. Like, nothing makes you feel more conscious of class in America than being in an airport and being the last ones picked for an airplane. Yeah, when these fucking when these fucking boomers get on the first class of Delta, which is barely much better. <laughs> I will say though, um, I have like a weird kind of connection to the people that actually work for the airport or the airline because after. You know, after I watched Vice on the airplane and then and ordered, like, a double Jack and Coke, I had, like, a whole week where I was like, you know, I would love to be a flight attendant. I think this would be rad. And to be honest, I still kind of think that it just would kind of, you know, be harmful to everything else about my life. It's just, it seems like a tight job. Any flight attendants fucking shout out, like... You know. If you're a flight attendant and you're in a relationship, you either have to be poly or open. If you're doing a monogamous relationship and you are a flight attendant, I do not think you're doing your job properly, and I think you are in an unethical relationship. Your relationship sexually needs to be open if you're a flight attendant. You're so mean to flight attendants. Like, just let them. I mean, I feel this let way about them people. do what they want. I feel this way about people in the military too. Well, like, people in the military can suck my dick, but like. Yeah, and their wives what? can suck whoever's dick they want while their husbands are overseas. Like, be open. Fuck it. Okay, well, here's the thing. What if we were both flight attendants? We wouldn't be on the same plane, and I also literally, due to my size, cannot be a flight attendant. Fat people can be flight attendants. I am too fat to be a flight attendant. Is no, that, they have weight limits. Do they really? Of course they do. What? Oh, of course they do. Yeah, you Is have that to be true? skinny to be a flight attendant. There's no way in hell. I just remember that guy on the, the flight... The, the flight from Minneapolis to Berkey, th- there was a guy that was really hot. I just remember that guy. Uh, Do you remember that guy, the blonde dude? No. Oh. No, I literally just, the whole thing was just a traumatizing experience of uh, being, you know, ambiently suicidal the entire time. I like that um, we have such a low threshold for trauma that it's just like doing... Just being on a fucking plane. Oh, fuck that. People feel traumatized from dates. Whatever. Fuck it. Like, who, who gives a shit? I'm just, fact, if you could write like an article in Goop about a bad date you had and like ruin a comedian's career, why the fuck can I complain about like being on an airplane? Shane Gillis, innocent. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, Parasite is winning Best Picture, maybe. <laughs> I don't even get what, What's up with Parasite? Why is that controversial? Oh, no, I, I don't... No, we're not going to that. Okay. I literally don't know anything about the movie. I don't give a shit. Just, I, don't, I don't either. Just, like, it won the SAG Award last night for Best Ensemble Cast at South Korean, so, like... I think they they have solidarity with Shane Gillis. Uh, I you know because they probably also hate Chinese people. They don't hate Chinese people. They just made a joke. It's okay to make uh, folks. Sorry to make jokes about things. It's totally fine. Folks, folks, you gotta understand. Guys. Making jokes is great, folks. Folks, folks, guys, folks. guys, you guys. If you vote for me, you're hikey problematic. Oh my god, what what if you tried to like stop his own campaign because like over the course of the last four years maybe the conservatives have become the ones who were like, you know, affected by, you know, shame and <laughs> like they can be shamed into like feeling like they have to be good people now for some reason and it's like Oh, oh no! It's problematic if I vote for Trump. I guess I got to vote for Joe Biden now, and then Joe Biden becomes president, and then, uh, you know, we stop having the Me Too movement. We stop having Social Security. You know, it's a real paradise for certain people. Some, some neither of us. But. Some truck driver just being like, I can't fucking believe he said this was a dishonest cuisine. Well, but, but he, oh. <laughs> No, what if Joe? Okay, what if Joe Biden literally starts calling Chinese food dishonest after? That would be hilarious. That would be amazing. And then then SNL would have to just be like, they'd have to hire Shane Gillis back. I think the best case scenario for Shane Gillis's career is if Joe Biden becomes president, starts stealing all his bits, and starts talking about like, well, back in my day, when you ate a Chinese food, you didn't know if you were getting. You didn't know if you're getting beef or oh chicken or lamb or whatever have you put in it. It's just not a very honest do you, cuisine. Do you, do you remember my my mom, my mom's like critique of Chinese cuisine? No. What did she say again? Uh, my mom, who for the listener is like a hardcore vegan, um, her critique was when you go to a Chinese restaurant and you order something, you never know what you're going to get. There's always going to be like a tiny little piece of beef in whatever you get. If you're getting veget, well, if you're getting like vegetarian cuisine, it's probably cooked on the same griddle as like the beef. Of course it is, but like, why would you even go to a Chinese buffet if you're like fucking vegan? Like, it's just I don't know. My mom is like so like subtly, not like innocently racist. Like, I love her. She's great. She's pretty chill. That's all I'll say on that. She's fine. I I, I mean, there there was also a, she also told me this story about being on an airplane once. Next to like a Middle Eastern guy, and she got, she got really anxious because the guy was on the phone. Hmm. Like the guy just called somebody, and that made her anxious. It's like I don't know. I don't know. She's 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 a strange bird. I'll say that <laughs> much. Oh yeah, we're gonna start calling women birds again. We oh, are. we're getting ready for the Biden presidency with calling women birds and stuff. Oh, that damn. was that was a British thing. That wasn't even like a racist thing. Though. It's not. No, I'm not saying it's not racist to be Joe Biden. It's just like <laughs> Joe Biden will sometimes say something kind of a little bit kooky, bananas, and then he's that's a it. that's a good bumper sticker. It's not racist <laughs> to be Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so. I was driving to work the other day. I saw a fucking Cory Booker bumper sticker. You saw Cory Booker? I did. 
No, I didn't see the man, but I saw a bumper sticker. Oh, how is... Yeah, imagine still keeping that on after he drops out. It, that must be, like, fucking humiliating. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Imagine being the Booker supporter from any state that's not New Jersey. Even being from... Like, you're from New Jersey. Like, yeah. even supporting fucking Booker. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah, I don't even think my brother voted for him for Senate last year. Of course time. not. You know. Your brother's woke as shit. My brother's so woke, he hates black... No, I'm kidding. He doesn't. He doesn't. No, my brother... He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. No, not at all. No, my brother... Wow. My why, brother is wow. better than me. You you brought that up and then just immediately just like, no, never mind. No, no. My brother... Well, I'll say this. My brother is woke enough to like under... Well, he's... He, he probably has better politics than I do, if I'm being honest. So like, I think he understands that like, you know... Race and marginalization gets used in a very cynical purpose by centrist Dems to basically justify their personally bad policies that are very similar to, if not identical, to Republican policies and talking points. So if you could make it about, you know, if you could say, like, oh, you know, you always have to believe what a woman says when uh, a more left candidate is, you know, raising concerns about her gender up against Trump, which at best it seems to be that whole situation was about, you know, his concern that Trump would weaponize sexism against her rather than saying a woman can't win. What are we just that? Who are we talking about? We're talking about Bernie now. So I'm okay. just saying, like, but then to, like, make it about sexism in the way that, that Warren's people did it is pretty shitty. But, you know, just... It, he, he gets that. My brother and I are pretty much on the same page with most things. I think we differ a little bit politically. I differ a little bit politically from, uh, you know, the candidate I support. But we're, we're very much Tulsi Gabbard people. <laughs> oh, hell no. Don't put, don't put candidates in my mouth. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. What else is going on? Is that is that the end of the uh, the brother... Yeah, he's good. he's good. He's good. He's good. He is talk, good. I don't gotta talk about nothing on this podcast. I don't want to talk about. You can't force. He me. is a good brother. You can't uh, force me, what man? You can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me what to do on my podcast. Oh man, um, my brother, on the other hand, I don't talk to. I don't know much about him. I don't care. Fuck him. Yeah, he's, he he came off like a dude who liked hearing his own voice. He is a Bernie guy, so I'll give yeah. him that. But just like he's such a complete fucking nerd. Yeah, some I, people. Some people are nerds. Some people. Some people don't understand that nerds rule the world, and they still think they're marginalized, and they're like, "Oh no, lesbians in my video games." And I know Los, Los Alamos County is the richest county in America. Like what? We dropped the nuclear bomb, and somehow we made money off of that. Jesus Christ! So yeah, I feel like I don't know. Whatever. Whatever, who cares? We're watching the 76ers. That's all that matters. Damn, I like looking at things and pointing out what I'm looking at, like my beer. I love my beer. Kyle has a beer. I have a mixture of cherry Coke and cheap Canadian whiskey. So, basically Jack and Coke. It's basically Without Jack Without being Jack Coke. Daniels or regular well, Coca-Cola. I don't like Jack Daniels. I Like, you were saying this was too sweet. I don't like yeah. Jack Daniels. Well, Jack Daniels is hella sweet. It's too sweet. Yeah. So, like, when you drink it, you get diabetes. And you get diabetes. You die. you die. Diabetes. Well, I mean, you know, not a lot of people really die of diabetes. 
the direct complications of diabetes. From diabetes, yeah. yeah. It's complicated. That's, uh, but, like, I mean, if Wilford Brimley's still alive, I feel like diabetes is, like, more treatable than ever. Yeah, he's on... You can take medication for it, basically. You can take so, medication for anything. You can have fucking AIDS and live to be, like, 80. Yeah, well, these days you can. Yeah, you used to not be. Not 30 years ago, but, you yeah. Know. Dude, this is fucking me up. This whole thing where, like... 30 years ago, I don't know, it's 2020 now, so 1990 was 30 years ago. Yeah, I'm going to be 30 this year. I actually don't like that. I, I really don't like thinking in those terms. Like, because it, it, it fucks me up. It's not even like I object to it morally, it's just my my sense of, like, time. Well, there's no morality involved with how long time is. It's just going to be yeah. a day where, like... It's just my sense of time is fucked up. Half a century ago is now 1970, so but, like, everything from 1970 is half a century old. Do you... Are, are, do you kind of are you like on the same page where like in your mind the mm-hmm. 80s will always be 20 years ago no really you don't think like that no in my in my mind like the 80s was 20 years ago no it's 40 years ago now that's crazy though yeah that's just time passing that's we're fucking 90s, crazy we're in the 2020s now it sucks yeah we're in the 20s it's a new decade hopefully some shit changes in the decade in the culture uh, maybe people become a little bit less angry all the time. Uh, I don't know. I think, like, things are going to get worse before they get better, but... Is it really only 8.06? Jesus. What do you mean? No, it's eight. It's not 8.06. It's 8.31 right now. What the fuck's wrong with my clock, then? Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. This is good podcast content. But anyway. <laughs> Damn, what's wrong with my computer? Well, my, what my, my, my computer My podcast? computer, which we're fucking recording the podcast on, says 806. Yeah, that's fine. I, I don't know why. But anyway, whatever we were talking about, let's go on with that. Whatever works, starring Drew Barrymore. Was Actually, that I have no idea if she was in that movie. Was Was that a movie? Yeah, it was oh. a movie. Oh. When I say a movie title, it's probably a movie. Just like... Say, an- another, say another movie title. Um, Riding Along Cars with Boys. That was a movie, I remember that. Also with Drew Barrymore. <coughs> oh, you know what might be fun? What? Give some fucking Oscar predictions. Oh, I, I guess that, so. That might be some good content, you know? <laughs> okay, I if haven't... You want. Like, I haven't prepared this at all, but... Uh, just like, just, you know, uh, the few big categories. I don't want to spend too much time with this. But. All right, we're going we're gonna to do this now. Yeah, go uh, for it. What would be the name of, like, my Oscar podcast? Uh... Um, Oscar Goldman. Oscar, that's to triple parentheses. Oscar Goldman. Triple parentheses. <laughs> Oscar Goldman. Uh, okay, let's let's. Uh, Oscar Epstein. Award. Oh, oh, awards time. Awards time. Uh, Miss Mr. Kyle PhD awards. <laughs> uh, okay, let's 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 do this. Let's do this. Fire Truck Awesome's official mm-hmm. Oscar predictions. Mm-hmm. Hello! We are coming up to the Oscars time with me, Kyle, on the Oscar Watch podcast. And my goodness, the buzz around the town right now is between two movies for Best Picture. I have an old, old, old film called 1917, where it's a one-shot take throughout all of World War One. My dick is so hard right now. Or... We're going into a movie called Parasite from some country called Korea. I don't know if it's North Korea or South Korea. I don't pay attention to these things now. North Korea's oh, best. Right. So my pick based on 
all of the little birdies telling me these things. I like how I went from gay to like becoming like a like a screwball comedy. But nope, like, still still gay. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <coughs> yeah, my speaking voice gay. Fuck. Okay, let's go to it. All right, lovelies. I'm gonna take the prediction right now and say 1917 win. 1917 wins Best Picture, along with Best Director for Sam Mendes. Uh, those are both pretty solid, but the four acting categories are the most solid of all. We're going to say right now, for Best Actor, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Why? What a terrifying performance. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. like what he did in The Master, yeah, 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 but he did it with clown makeup, and people paid attention to it instead of to a better movie directed by a better director, and not some stupid fucking hack who directed a movie where they say... What's up, Dr. Faggot? Or paging Dr. Faggot? I don't fucking know. I thought Joker was good, for the record. Anyway. Mediocre. Six out of ten. Best actor is going to Renee Zellweger, who's back in after plastic surgery, doing Renee Judy Garland in a movie called Judy. Although, personally, I'd like to see ScarJo win it for her performance as a white woman. What's up? for her. What's up with this weird, like, cultural revival of Judy Garland? Like, who fucking cares? Gay people. Anyway, best supporting actor. Gay people suck. Gay people are fine. I'm one of them. Okay. I'm going to kiss you on the mouth. Gay people suck. No. Okay. Wow. Okay. We can. Best Supporting Actor is in the bag for Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he plays a stuntman who's just being Brad Pitt. He's not really doing acting. It's not... It's. I guess it's acting. I don't... I guess he's due. I guess there's, like, a perception that he's due, even though he's won an Oscar for producing, so that's, like, he's won Best Picture. But Brad Pitt is the same. Brad Pitt is the same in most movie he's in, other than maybe 12 Bunkies or some shit he did in the 90s. Best Supporting Actress is in the bag for Laura Dern for oh, Marriage sure. Story, where she pays a girl boss divorce lawyer. And what a girl boss she is. She does very well for her client, and I appreciate that, and I wish Hillary was our president instead. I will give my fucking soul to Hillary. I will give my ass pictures to Hillary Clinton. If Hillary Clinton can look at my asshole and tell me that I'm a good boy. Oh, God. Oh, fucking God. That's perfect. Fire Truck Awesome does not support Hillary Clinton. And the screenplay category, does anyone give a shit about any of the other Oscars other than those ones? No, no, they don't. Yeah, it's usually the poor acting and best picture and maybe director... I guess the screenplays are going to go to once, uh, probably Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Little Women. <laughs> yeah, okay. they they made. A I hear Little Women's good. Yeah, I kind of want to see it. Let's see it. Yeah, it's why not? Yeah, you saw 1917. Like, yeah, I did. It was very good. Okay. <laughs> it's a very good movie. Tell the people about 1917. Uh, it's good, folks. Folks, it's good. You heard it here. Folks, you know what else is good? You know what's probably better. In fact, what? is uh, a little movie. Called L.A. Confidential. That's not <laughs> 1997. Yeah, but it's also the best movie ever, and it's great. It's my favorite movie. Uh, Kevin Spacey tells us he is Rolo Tomasi. Yep, in the movie. But he, he also becomes, he, you know what? He, he also both dies and becomes Rolo Tomasi. He dies, so like there's yeah, there's like, no moral quandary. Yeah, let me tell you about L.A. Confidential. The main character of Kevin Spacey dies about three quarters of the way into the he's movie. He's not the main character. He's kind of one of the three. He's one of the three, but like yeah, there it's are... Like, it's like playing a David Cage game. He's one of the three main characters, and he's guaranteed to die. Because he's killed by the villain, who is uh, the farmer. The Irish guy. The Yeah, the farmer from Babe. The farmer from Babe. Mm-hmm. Right. 
But I'm just I'm just telling you folks at home, like, you shouldn't, regardless of what Kyle has just said, you shouldn't give a shit about the Oscars because the best movie ever has already been made, and it's called L.A. Confidential. The second best movie has also already been made, and it's called Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> I don't like that movie. I know, but you're wrong. Okay. Yeah. Yo, to be, to be 17 and to have very, very wealthy parents and get to spend all my time uh, in Italy instead of, like, you know... Sucking dick. Instead of, like, you know, sucking dick in the United States and whatever, like, fucking nice subdivision I probably already live in, being the son of an architect, I just get to suck dick in a foreign country in, in the world. He wilderness. wasn't an architect. He was an archaeologist. There's a difference. Same shit, different job yeah. title. I just... <laughs> what, what, what You know what? I'll, I'll be real. I don't get why we have this weird kind of hatred for, like, children of rich kids, because, like, they're, it's not their fucking fault. It's not their fault that they're rich, but... It's, like, obvious, obviously they have, like, the chance to do more with it, and, like, in that movie, like, he kind of does. It's like, do you deserve to be depressed if you're the children of millions? Yes! Absolutely! But what do you have to complain about? So, that, that, no. You have money problems. That's like that's the same complaint people used about like grunge in the nineties when just like the economy was good, everything was fucking tight in America, but people were like, Why are these Seattle guys so bummed? It's like no, people are just people are people. Yeah, but those dudes like legitimately what people think about the economy being good doesn't actually affect most people in this country other than if you like you hold stocks or you hold the means of production, but like if you're fucking if you're already the kid of the people who own the means of production no matter what happens to the economy, no matter what happens culturally, you're going to be good. Sure. The fucking rich kids were as good but, under Obama as they are under Trump. They're probably actually even better off like, under Trump because they just got their fucking inheritance tax. I just think you would, you, I think you would agree that, you know, being economically stable does not equal being happy. No, it doesn't equal that, but you also, because you're economically stable, you have no... Bot, you don't have you know how you have like a ceiling for stuff you don't have a floor you don't have a floor for understanding how bad life can get because you're already so rich so you haven't had the floor drop out from under you to understand how things could be worse I think um, you do I think you understand that I think you understand like how there are people that are in this state and I think that alone I, totally I think disagree. that alone would make you depressed I, I mean, totally like, I totally disagree I mean you can you can have those emotions, those emotions that you're having are real, but are they valid? I'm not entirely sure. What the fuck is the difference between because real and valid? Because there's people who, like, can, who, like, can be sad and have no idea what it's like to have no money in their bank account, or to have, like, an overdraft fee that totally fucks them up and fucks up their credit and fucks up their ability, like, they literally cannot buy food. Okay. You and I have both been at points in our life where he, we have not literally been able to afford groceries. That's true. Food. I've been on food stamps before. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot better now than I was like four years ago. But uh, it, like that kind of that kind of shit, it really puts in perspective the things that like you know you would get sad about being uh, the child of wealth because I think the things that you get sad about or depressed about are very much they're kind of they're not real problems, because you, you get... Well, then again, most what of the things that you get sad about in your teen years and early 20s are, like, it's stuff that the older you get, you just stop giving a shit about. You, you you stop... What if you're depressed about exactly this? Like, you understand literally everything that you just said, 
and you're upset that you're like kind of you're upset that you've just been like artificially given like kind of an out to this and like you still have sympathy for these people you can have sympathy for them but like you also don't have like you you don't really feel it it's an artificial feeling it's it's creative how is it artificial I don't get it. Because you never had the floor drop out from under you, and you never broke your ass. And you never will, and you understand that, and you're like, fuck, my life is fake. Why? Because, oh, so you get imposter syndrome? Yes. You have guilt? Literally, yes. Who gives a shit about you being guilty? Guilt is exactly what they make you feel. That's exactly, like, the emotion that, you know, neoliberalism wants you to have involving most things in your life. And it's a useless emotion. I agree. I say that about, about, you know, people have that, like, white guilt about, like, you know, we have that in our own lives, being white people, you know, having, you know, every white person you're in not the white, United you're States Italian. has, like, huh? Nothing. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I, mean, I, uh, I can't even, okay, anyway. 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 I'm just saying, there's, like, uh, there's, like, this alien feeling of, you know, having any kind of privilege where you feel guilty about it, but, like, you can't really do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, and that You're sucks. Gonna, but who, who's that helping? Who's that helping? Get the fuck over it. It's not helping anybody. That's not the point. Like the No, it's being weaponized as a tool by the neoliberal institutions so that you buy into whatever they want you to buy into. How? I don't... Well, like, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm saying that... People can manipulate your guilt that you feel over something you can't control in order to buy into an ideology, to buy into consumer goods, to buy into uh, a way, uh, like uh, a module behavior to, that, that isn't, you know, natural or valid in any meaningful way. You know, it, it gets weaponized. And, you know, I don't know if that's better that the white guilt is weaponized toward trying to do something to maybe do slightly better but still justify the inequalities of our society, or if it gets weaponized into resenting that you have it, and then you become reactionary, and then end up blaming all the issues on minorities. That's kind of the two modes that that kind of guilt is used for. So then there's, like, there's there's no fucking out for, like, rich children. I think the out is to recognize it but not feel bad about it and then do your best to help out others it's essentially learning to be altruistic and learning empathy because yeah i think i think if you have like a level of wealth where you don't have to worry about how much food costs like you are probably lacking in the empathy department because you just literally cannot understand it and at worst you become ben shapiro and at best you can become, like, let's say one of my cousins. We're not getting into specifics there. Okay. Anyway, all I'm saying <laughs> is that, like, at worst, you can have that level of wealth, and you can literally never try to relate to another person. Right. Uh, and the reason I use Ben Shapiro is because he is a rich kid who uh, just kept on, you know, keeping up this ideology. Of, he has this imposter syndrome, obviously, that he tries to justify that he, like, worked hard to get the things he did. But more than most people, he did not. And right. it's obvious because he has a paper that makes no money and is literally just funded by the Koch brothers. And he also literally just doesn't have basic concepts of purchasing and spending. He, he, he told on himself, more than any clip, more than the transphobia, the idea when he gave a speech that 
when climate change happens and the houses go underwater, that you can just simply sell your house that is underwater is so devoid of any knowledge of how the economy works that he should on not be taken works. seriously as a thinker or as a person who has interacted with the real world. Right. It's fucking awesome that we're having this exact conversation on Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I, I miss his early records. <laughs> I gotta say, the one you thing... Just, yeah, way to steal my jokes on the podcast. Damn. Damn. You got copped. I got copped? You got copped by me. I copped your... I copped you copped my me. jokes. That was my joke. Anyway. I mean, the, the thing that I sometimes think is like... Damn, if he had still lived this long, he would have, he would have seen a lot more stuff. But I, I think that about most people. Um, like, he was a year out from music getting really good. He was a year out from, like, you know, the moon landing. Like, it fucking sucks that he got killed by you-know-who. And, uh... It was, was it the CIA or the FBI? I forget. I'm not saying. Why not? It's a podcast. I'm do you not, think I'm not going to fucking. Do you think they're going to come after us? Like, who fucking cares? Dude, they're petty as shit. It's the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your ass not mine. Your ass is grass. I don't get it. By those fucking uh, square chain motherfuckers. Yeah, they come to they, they come to the door and Kyle's like, it was you. It was Dylan. Dylan said it. Oh no, I'm not gonna be a capo. Don't claim I'd be a fucking capo. You you literally just were. No, don't claim I'd be a fucking capo. I would put my life online and then I would come back. I would repatriate. Uh, as you don't know, you don't know how to mix audio. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be the, fucked. Yeah. I'd be fucked. Podcast would be over. <laughs> podcast would be podcast, over. Podcast over. Podcast over. Game over, man. Dylan got shot. Podcast over. Anyway, <laughs> Dylan dies. Podcast ends. Yep. But, yeah, no, I think that about a bunch of people. Like, what what did they miss out in the time? Uh, what did they miss out in the time where they're dead versus when I'm alive? Like, it, like you know, they, I, I, like, for example, Martin Luther King Jr. missed out on the moon landing, which would have been probably a cool fucking thing to experience. Of course, we were born right after it, so we never experienced that. Sure. But it must have been really fucking cool. Do you, do, have your parents, like, ever talked about it? Eh, probably. I've, my parents have literally never talked about it. I feel like nobody gives a shit about the moon landing. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was a thing that happened. My parents remember the JFK... Well, my dad remembers the JFK stuff more than my mom, because he was... What, you know, what, what's funny is that, like... Uh, I remember there was some assignment in middle school where we had to, like, talk to our parents about some historical event they remember, mm-hmm. and literally everybody else in the class did JFK getting killed. Yeah. But my dad was the only guy that remembered the MLK assassination, because he also lived in Memphis while it was going on. Oh, you told me this story. It gets really dark. <laughs> and it's just like, he was the only fucking one that remembered that story. Well, I think because it has a dark twist to it, because, of course, he was in the South, and people cheered. Yeah. No, people were fucking happy. Yeah. And, like, even, like, they were from, they were Southerners, but they weren't fucking racist. And they were like, wait, what the fuck? Why? And so that's my dad's big story of his childhood, is MLK getting killed, and him being the only one, like, wait, why? Why are you happy? This sucks. Because... 
the, the language that people talk about Black Lives Matter activists now is exactly the way that they talked about Martin Luther King Jr. back it is. then. It fucking is. And the fucking Black Lives Matter activists are getting murdered too. No yeah. One, it doesn't get brought up. It does. Completely. It does get brought up. It does get brought up, but like, there's really like nothing you can do about it because it's like so fucking secretive. Exactly. Like, we don't even. We're pretty sure it's just people. It's just people getting like killed on the down low, and it's like. Well, they're all dying in car fires. All the Ferguson people died in car fires, and they even tried to poison the guy who filmed Eric Garner's murder. That's so crazy. Poison him in prison. Like, why? It's insane. And people. And people where people who put Blue Lives Matter shit on their lawns probably don't know any of this stuff because they have no way of understanding. I think the they, police from a pra- from just, an actual standpoint. I, I just don't understand how like if you're a person in whatever organization is doing this, FBI, CIA, whatever. How do you just do that and then just go home and just have a normal evening? I don't, I don't people. get it. They're not people. Like, what the hell? They're not people. They're not really people. They weren't supposed to be there. They're not really there. They're, no one will care <laughs> at all. I hope so, I don't jack off. <laughs> yeah. Just, I just don't understand how you can just be such a complete... I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't understand how you can be an evil person and still, like, just live your life. That's why I like true crime shit, is just because <laughs> it just makes me think a lot. It's like, I just, I don't fucking get it. You don't get what? I don't get how you can just, like, kill a person and then just go home. I don't get it. You have to dehumanize the person that you murder in order to feel okay with it. It's the only way to do it. You can't, like, you can, if you kill a person... Then that other person is not equal to you. They're lesser than you. It's the only way that you can mentally justify doing murder. It's fucked up. It is fucked up. I think. I think maybe I just have like too much faith in humankind because like I imagine this and like this is a. Per- There's no way this person just goes home and eats dinner. I don't know. I, I think it's do. actually a lot easier than you're giving it credit for. Maybe. Um, maybe I'm more sympathetic. Well, let, 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 let's put it like this: when you're on like the bus or you're in public and you're walking by people, do you, like, recognize the people that you're walking by as human or as just, like, there? Like, do you, like, think, you know, sometimes I can walk by people and just kind of be like, oh, they're there. But, like, it doesn't come up in my mind, like, oh, that is a person with their own complex life that has their own shit going on and all their own social relations that I can't see. Well, yeah. You know, sometimes if I, like, give it, if I, like, meditate on it, I can definitely think that way. But I think our brains are... Well, like, if you, if you encounter so many people, it's like, you're just going to be like, oh, this is just... This yeah, is because you because you compartmentalize that stuff. You compartmentalize, that you know, doesn't mean all you the wanna, information that you... Int- that doesn't mean you want to fucking murder them. No, you don't want to murder people, but yeah. it's the same... It's the same mental process, essentially, of being able to uh, downplay the significance, you know, especially a lot of people, when they do murder, it's very, like, you know, snappy, like, you know, just, like, a quick thing, but, you know, you don't have the time to, like, think it over, think, like, how many other people's lives will I be ruining that way? Probably a lot. I don't know, it's just... I, I, I think that's the reason I find it interesting is just because it's, like, just some facet of, like, human psychology that I just, like, 
legit don't understand. Mm. I think you know, I think it's a lot easier to comprehend when you actually you know think about like the way in you know it's like that Sufi song. In my best behavior, I'm really, I'm really just, just like, like him. him. Yeah, you know, and I get that. I get that. Yeah, I get that everybody's like capable of doing this horrible shit, but it's like to actually go and do it, and not only just do it like once, but just to keep doing it. Well, I think like people and then who are still- serial killers are a little bit of a different psychology than other people because I think they get obsessive about it. I think, I think they it's do. Like do. I think it's like doing like mass shooters and serial killers. I think have. I think it's a different thing. It's not so much. It's not just the instant, you know, reactive. I didn't think this through. It's the. Uh, yeah. I think it's gamified. I think a lot of people, especially I, mass shootings, are I, definitely gamified. I agree. It's just the the part of it that gets me is just the fact that like. You know, if you're a serial killer and you're just, like, murdering, like, eight or nine people, mm-hmm. it's like you still have a house. You're still, like, eating lunch. Mm-hmm. You're still just doing normal-ass shit for most of the day. Yeah. And that's what I really can't kind of reconcile. It's like, I just don't... It Like, the, it doesn't connect. It's just like a thing... Well, I think the serial killers, it's like an obsessive thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they get obsessed about doing it, and they plan it out, and it's like... It's like doing a project. Like, I think, like, you could easily compare the psychology of being a serial killer to, like, you know, the psychology of doing something harmless. Like, oh, I need to restore this axe. Like, you take a lot right. of time to do an axe restoration or something like that. It's it's very similar brain processes, but one is nonviolence and the other is severely violent. Right. And I think you get, you know... It, it just it, it it sucks, but I think it's not as hard to think about getting into that mindset because generally human experience is universal. So I think pretty, yeah, I think I think I think the closest thing I ever did mm-hmm. habitually that was like closest to being a serial killer was mm-hmm. jacking off outside. Oh, like a lot. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think that's like the same kind of mindset, but I didn't want to hurt. You know, that's on recording. People can hear this whenever. Yeah, of course. That's all right. Yeah. Damn, that's open. What about you? Uh, the closest, the closest thing you did that was like to being a serial killer, because like neither of us ever killed anybody on the record. Um, off the record, who knows? But I don't know. I don't really get. You know what? It's it's kind of fucked up to say it, but I think, like, my weird knowledge of the Academy Awards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, you, like, that's the most obsessive thing I've had consistently in my brain for, like, right. almost I two just, decades. I just love that yours is, like, I know a lot about the Oscars, and mine is, like, I would masturbate outside nightly. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, I'm very good. Yeah, I think for me, it's like, it's that, because see, I'm thinking of the <laughs> obsessive behavior of needing to do all the things, and I think the closest that a serial killer brain that I get is, like, knowing, is, like, having info knowledge shit. It's 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 weird, but, like... Best actor, 1979. Uh, Dustin Hoffman for Kramer vs. Kramer. You see, folks... We're going by the year the movie's released, not the actual award ceremony. If people people say seventy nine, and then they go with whoever won in seventy eight, who I, I who won that year, I don't remember. But <laughs> whatever, I'm just oh, saying. God. I'm just saying that's yeah. that's bullshit. Oh my god, this shit is so fun. <laughs> um. 
Uh, let's end it on a positive note. Um, we, we've got like we've got some minutes. I want to at least get it to an hour. Oh, okay. If that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I, I think would I like could, to get it to an hour. Yeah, let's get let's get it around there. Yeah. Um. So I think for our last segment, I think we need to talk about something a little bit more on the serious side, folks. Oh no, it's fine. Uh, we talked about a lot of serious stuff on the podcast today, but I've been noticing a trend a lot online uh, with my brother, with uh, a bunch of folks. And listen, I understand that some of you may be atheists. And oh no. oh, no. I also personally question the existence of the Christian, of Islamic, our, our Judeo-Christ. I think he was alive, but I don't know about Lord. Crossing myself. Okay, so... Let me put it like, let, let's start from here. I noticed that a lot of people have understood the truth of the universe. And the truth oh, of the universe no. is that on the day you were born, everything about you is determined by that time, oh, and that no. you have planets, Oh no! and that there are signs oh, that you're no. under. Oh, God. I get that. I, I oh. understand that you have discovered the truth of the universe, that the stars control your life, and that the study of this knowledge, of this true, uh, ethereal, but real thing called astrology... I'm going to kill myself. I understand that you understand that now. But I need, to, I need you to be more responsible about this. I need everyone to understand that although uh. the stars and the planets control our houses... <laughs> <laughs> and our relationships <laughs> and our ability oh to comprehend God. the universe around us as oh we are all God. that energy. That is not an excuse to fucking do some bad shit because of it. It is not an excuse to That's, say, because I'm a Sagittarius, I cannot date a Virgo. Did someone block you or something? No. Like, I'm telling you right now, you so No, I'm telling you this. I'm no. telling you guys. Just because... You understand that you are very bad at answering text messages doesn't mean oh my God. that you have to send me a beam every single time <laughs> explaining your bad tourist oh, behavior. Jesus. Just because someone is applying for a job at your shop of employment and they are a Virgo doesn't mean you can't hire them for being a Virgo. They may be destined for greater and bigger things than becoming a sandwich artist. Wow, thanks for taking but my fucking... But sometimes... Thanks for taking my fucking story. Sometimes it is uh, important that people are employed. Maybe they need that job. Maybe they're in college and they need a job that pays them to do sandwich artistry. And they may be destined for bigger and better. But to deny that job opportunity on the basis of their astrological sun sign is discriminatory and wrong. We need to stand up to these astrological hardliners, these Zions wow. of astrology. Just, these people who just say, say just my say house say it. is Israel. Just say the and word. Anything outside of my house and my understanding of my star chart is a Palestinian child. Just just say it. Just say the word. Is immoral and wrong from this day forth until you fucking people can control wow. okay. your ability Good Lord. to judge others and act in your life. Jesus Christ. Based on their birth date. This is, yeah. I Jesus. will boycott, divest, and sanction any and all individuals and businesses. Oh my God. 
who follow the strict, wow, strict interpretations of the star charts. This is wrong. This is bad. We need equality for all signs. We need equality for we Aries. We need equality for all. We need equality for Tauruses, Gemini's, Cancers, Leos, Virgos, uh, Libras. Jesus. Sag- uh, Scorpios, Sagittarius's, Capricorns. I don't care if you're Aquarius or Pisces as oh well. Oh my God! Stop. All twelve of our signs need to get along in harmony. As we are entering and have entered the age of Aquarius, it may rule over us as an age. And this is supposed to be the age of peace. We exited the age of Capricorn, but now we are the age of Aquarius. And we need to find peace within each other. Reach out. Don't break up with your fucking partner because they're not a fellow fire, water, earth. I'm going to buy a gun. Inside. Jesus. Stand up. Stand up for your rights. As any of the signs you are. And stand up against those who would tell you that you are not worthy. Because you are this, one of the other 12 signs that they don't personally like. Is because this almost over? Thank you. And have yourself a blessed, wonderful journey <laughs> on your wow. on your chakras. Just because you're Lilith maybe in one sign doesn't mean that your rising can't be in another sign. Thank you. This has been a message from the IDF. <laughs> Jesus. God damn it. I mean, there's still fucking like three minutes to fill out. I don't want to end it on that. <laughs> damn, that was the ending I wanted. That was a good ending, but you know, now I'm I'm kind of pissed off. You're kind of upset? A little bit. It's very Virgo of you to be upset like this because it's outside of your control. Wow. Okay, yeah, sure. That's what it is. Listen, you may be the sign of hard work, but I am the sign of philosophy and travel. I think those should be reversed. I think I'm much more into philosophy and travel, and you're more into hard work. I don't think that I hate work. I, I think, think you have much more of a work ethic than I do. What are you talking about? No, oh, I don't. I, I think work sucks. I steal stuff from my job every single fucking day. Work sucks. Oh, I know. She let me roses by the stairs. stairs. She's actually oh. a man. Oh, yeah. So we're any, so we're any uh, transphobia. I'm or... trans. I can do that. Damn, can't believe you would... I can't believe you... <laughs> I can't finish I can't believe... What, you can't believe I'd be trans? No, I, I literally can't finish that sentence. That's so bad. I got I got gendered correctly at the liquor store, which is nice. That and is praxis. That's just a fun sentence I enjoy saying. I love praxis. I hate praxis. praxis. I fucking hate it. But I'm going to soccer praxis. I'm, I'm going to at least get to an hour and then... End it in a place where it makes sense to end it. You need it to be an hour. I do. I want it to you be an hour. You need it to be at least an hour. You yes, I do. You can have a podcast under one hour. You, I mean, you can, but if you do, you're a fucking idiot. You really... We, we could give time back to our listeners. We can give them... We, the we don't have listeners. We don't have an audience. We will, once again, rise up. We have... We once again, have an audience. Shout out Double. Shout out Roger. You're the fucking audience. Both of you. That's it. I like the idea that the person we're talking about is one person and there's two Rogerses, but I know that's not true. I mean, I don't know who the other one would be. Work sucks! Oh, I, I know. know! 
Uh, uh, the Nets are beating Philly by six points. Damn, I thought that the process would be working. What's going on with this? They're not. They're, the they're only losing by six points. Like, it's fine. They can come back. What's going on with the... I don't know. I'm mad, man. I'm you? not... I'm Yeah, I'm pissed off. And I'm... This podcast has pissed me off. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just... I'm... Yeah. I'm Ooh. incorrigible. Whatever the fuck that means. It's me. <laughs> Mr. Incorrigible. Mr. Incorrigible. I can't wait to have to fucking edit this and insert the Ween song into this. <laughs> we could also have another theme song. Uh, we're also not going to, because I know that you hate it, so... <laughs> Damn, I was really hoping for that Curtis Mayfield song. Which one? You know the one. Superfly? Yeah. Su- why would we have Superfly? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why the fuck would we have Superfly? <laughs> that doesn't make any I'm sense. In the alley. That's not Superfly, that's Pusher Man. That's a different song. Oh, Pusher Man, that's... God damn it. You don't even know Curtis Mayfield. Don't you don't know black music, Kyle's racist, let's end it. Whoa, that's... Yeah. I can't... Don't end it on that. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I will forgive you if you can name another Curtis Mayfield song. Uh, what's go... Fuck, that's, nope, that's nope. fucking Marvin Gaye. That's Marvin fucking Gaye. <laughs> one Curtis Mayfield song, which is one. Uh, he's got a bigger one than those two. Yeah, he does. He sure does. Oh, oh no! What's the bigger Curtis Mayfield? It's a song? Civil, civil rights classic. Uh, got to God. <laughs> you keep getting with fucking Marvin Gaye. Oh, oh. can oh. I? Uh, oh, ah. Oh. Uh, can I get a first? T- is it? Is it? Uh, is Pe- it one people? Person? People. People. That's the first word of the song. Just people are. Uh, people get. Uh, ready. People get ready. People, people get ready. Get ready. There's a train a coming. You don't need no baggage. You just get on board. I don't know this one. It's a civil rights classic. I don't know this one. Yep, Kyle's racist, folks. Shut up! <laughs> Fuck up! Yep, this is the end of the show. Bye. Such a Virgo thing to say. Yep, bye. <laughs>